0: For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive.
2: Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Celia Daly, and she is head of Community Investor Relations at Canopy Boulder. We're going to find a little bit more about her, about Canopy Boulder, and about the program they're starting here in New York called Jump NYC. We're going to find out more about that. With that, Celia, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
2: So why don't we start with learning a little bit more about you? So tell us your background. How did you uh, professionally, what have you been doing? How did you get into cannabis? How did you get involved with Canopy Boulder? Give us a little bit of the background.
1: Absolutely. So I've always been really interested in sort of innovation. And um, I did, I've done marketing for a long time. And then I went and did my MBA. And while I was doing my MBA, I was focused on um, kind of innovation, entrepreneurship, Primarily around sort of sustainable business and impact business. Um, but sort of the underpinning there is using entrepreneurship and thinking outside the box to kind of create new new stuff yeah. um, that can change the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so after grad school, I just sort of happened to get a job in cannabis. It wasn't really something that I had. <laughs> Like set out yeah. to do, yeah. which much to my parents, my Georgia yeah. parents, they're like, what do you mean? You'll never work again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I went to work for a, a startup that did um, uh, sort of ag tech, um, indoor cultivation, mm-hmm. um, precise climates, I guess, for cannabis cultivation. And what I sort of figured out while I was there was that cannabis is Innovation, Right. So yeah. I was really interested in entrepreneurship and kind of new ideas and new ways of doing things. And cannabis really allows for so much of that. There's so much innovation coming out of the industry because of regulations and restrictions and, you know, people who are a little bit more risk tolerant, perhaps, than and other industries. And so there's a lot of really cool stuff. Um, that's coming out of there. So yeah. I did that for a little while. Marketing, learned a lot about the space, did a lot of, part of my role there was doing a lot of research on regulations and the changing regulations and legalization in the new markets. And that was, you know, in 2016 when a bunch of states went, right? I mean, that was the big election. Yep. California went and Arkansas legalized medical, which was crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was sort of, I feel like that was like the tipping point a little bit. And so that was great. And then I met Patrick Ray, who's the CEO of Canopy Boulder. And it was sort of like my dream situation on marrying entrepreneurship and working with entrepreneurs, not being an entrepreneur myself (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and cannabis. And so that's what I've been doing for for a little while now, for almost two years. And it's been great. Yeah,
2: good. So I'm curious, coming from, uh, you're down from Georgia, you said, originally? Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I always find this interesting how when when people that I speak to that when they get involved in cannabis, how it's kind of impacted their, you know, kind of family and social and, you know, which yeah. friends become your best friends, which friends don't want to talk to you anymore. I mean, I guess, <laughs> did you go through a big um, kind of, did, did you notice any impact in terms of things? A
1: little bit, you know, my family where I grew up in, in downtown Atlanta and most mm-hmm. of my community are pretty progressive people. Yeah. So, you know, there wasn't a huge backlash. I think the bigger concern for my family and friends was about how it would impact my like yeah. future opportunities, right? They were like, if you have cannabis on your resume, are you ever going to work again? Yeah. I think that was really the big concern. But what's been more interesting to me has been that because of my involvement in the industry, I feel like there's people in my life now who are more interested in the space than they would have been yeah. um, a few years ago. I mean, my dad sent me an email recently with the subject line Terps. And I was like, what? <laughs> is happening like this is <laughs> getting out Friday. <laughs> um oh, that's great but it's so it's really interesting to see i mean even my grandmother my yeah my 92 year old grandmother even brought it up she you know she lives in an old folks home yeah. or you know retirement community and she yeah. even brought it up to me which was kind of cool yeah. to see so yeah
2: it's interesting it's such a transformation I man I, I think you know five years ago yeah it was it was a little bit of a there's a lot of stigma now now everyone wants to give me money <laughs> like, okay yeah. where where can I invest <laughs> uh, exactly yeah uh, it's
1: uh it's really interesting to see and and to see sort of the like the the education that's happening across the board i mean yeah. I think you know a couple of years ago people had no idea what was what and what was going on we were still having to argue about whether or not legalization was going to like turn people into zombies right yeah. and I think we're sort of past that conversation in a lot of areas, even in Georgia. I mean, I was in rural Georgia not that long ago and they were selling CBD at this like farm stand. Yeah, it was I crazy. know.
2: They're like these little vials. I was at uh, in <laughs> Long Island, the East End of Long Island and the, the Hamptons. And, and next to the register at this cute little bakery where these little CBD vial packet things that they were like $20 a piece or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> like exactly. a single shot CBD hits. But yeah, no, it's fascinating the kind of change over time. So let's talk a little bit about Canopy. So explain to folks what Canopy Boulder is what, what do you guys focus on? How are you guys set up? What are the current projects, initiatives that you have underway?
1: Sure. Yeah. So we are um, a venture capital fund and a business accelerator. So when our CEO kind of started started looking into cannabis deals, he essentially really had only set out to just do VCs, right? Like he was just yeah. going to make investments. And what he found was like the deals weren't great. Um, people yeah. really didn't know what they were doing. There was still so much unknown. That was 2013. So there's still so so many question marks about the industry. And so the accelerator kind of grew out of that. So we, uh, we invest in companies. So companies that come into our accelerator program, get $120,000 investment from us. Mm -hmm. And then it's a 13 week program and it's, it's very mentorship focused. So if anyone out there is sort of familiar with accelerator models, we follow the same model as TechStars. So we do, so it's very mentorship focused. Our goal is really to help the team's Get everything they need in order to be investable at the end of that thirteen weeks. So if that's partners, if that's customers, if that's um, investors, we make a lot of those introductions. Sure. Um, or if it's just education around like what what's going on in the industry, where you know where should you sort of carve out your niche? What does marketing look like? You know what are operations look like? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. So yes, we've been doing that since twenty thirteen is really when the idea started. Our mm-hmm. first of capital was in 2015 and we've done I think 11 accelerator classes maybe yeah 11 at this point we've invested in about 105 companies Mm -hmm. some are doing better than others (laughs) that's (laughs) the model uh, right that's that's how it goes right um
2: What have you, I'm curious what you've seen in terms of the companies that have come through your program and your cohorts, what are the big challenges that they typically face? And I'm curious, you know, how much of them are just sort of general business challenges and how much of them are more kind of cannabis industry specific? I mean, uh, as you you look across your cohorts, what do you see?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think the important thing to note is we only invest in ancillary businesses and have in CBD. So Mm -hmm. our companies don't run into a lot of the issues that are hugely problematic in the space, right? So they're not running into 280E issues. They're not really running into banking issues, although they do struggle with payment processing. Yeah. Um, I think, like everybody in the space does. Yep. Um, you know, the big issues I'd say are probably around advertising. Those are also opportunities, right?
2: Oh, I see, and I see you've got Adam Adam Schleck from uh, SafeReach. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. he's in uh, the jumpstart, which we'll talk about in a bit. But he was a he was a guest on the program recently. So, oh, um, awesome! Yeah, so yeah, and the advertising space is fascinating because you can't. I mean, all the all the core platforms or all the general platforms. Most of them, anyway, won't let you advertise cannabis based products. So,
1: exactly. Yeah. And as a marketer, from coming from sort of per- traditional space, those tools that you would use, you know, Google AdWords, Facebook ads, like any of that kind of stuff um, is not available. Yeah. And so, it gets you got to get real creative, which is, you know, I think is kind of interesting. I and mean, it's just like startup mentality in general but yeah so i mean i think other challenges general business challenges and then really like getting investment yeah that one's tricky although it's changing you know even in the last year or so we've seen so much movement of traditional capital into the space i mean i have been talking to investor after investor um at this rate who are taking part of their portfolios now and making it available for cannabis investments which is really exciting to see so um well, hopefully that won't be as much of a challenge in the next few years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. so all of this has been based in Boulder to date. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about Jumpstart NYC, what, what sure. the New York market, why the move, how this came up. Yeah what you're doing, and then we can talk about the program in detail.
1: Absolutely. So d- to clarify, we have actually run a couple programs in California. So we had Got it. a program in Berkeley and a couple programs in San Diego. Okay. Those were the full program. What we're doing in New York, September 27th to the 29th, mm-hmm. is we are essentially doing a three-day startup weekend. So it's basically our program like on steroids. <laughs> and we haven't done this before. It's our This is our first time doing this, although we have done similar kind of educational events events in the Denver area in the past that have always been really successful. But we're doing it for a couple reasons. I mean, first, the landscape is changing dramatically. And we don't really want to miss out. A, we don't want to miss out on meeting entrepreneurs that are doing cool stuff just because they can't come to Boulder for 13 weeks. But we also want to bring our education and what we know to these new markets. I mean, New York is probably the number one tech ecosystem potentially in the world, definitely one of the top ecosystems for entrepreneurship in the world. And now you add on top of that cannabis, and there's just so much opportunity here. And we've learned so much. And so we really feel like, you know, our mission at the end of the day is to help build this industry sort of sustainably, rapidly and profitably. And we have a lot of experience doing this. And so we really want to take what we have and kind of marry that with what's going on in New York. We've brought in a bunch of partners in New York, including, you know, Vareo Health and Mm -hmm. Columbia Care and a few other, you know, the Cannabis Cultural Association is working with us. The Minority Cannabis Business Association is working with us. So we're really trying to marry those partnerships with other organizations that are working in New York with our kind of expertise and knowledge in the space and bring this weekend to entrepreneurs. So it's um, three days. It's focused on networking so meeting the right people that you need to grow your business education so um, making sure you have all of the understanding of what's going on not only from an industry perspective but also just startup perspective you know like how do you write a pro forma like how do you value your company yeah. those kind of things and then the last piece is presentation so on, a, on the third day of our event the sunday our teams that are selected to be our participants will pitch to real judges and we have an awesome prize that's worth about $7,000 in services and our hope really is to kind of jumpstart and that's why it's called Jumpstart. We're hoping to jumpstart these businesses through education and sort of access to the right resources.
2: Yeah. How many and how many companies are you bringing in and how are you selecting the folks to participate in the program?
1: Um, So we're going to choose eight entrepreneur teams. However, the sessions themselves are open to the public and are ticketed. So people can come and buy tickets if they're not, if they don't feel like they're ready to necessarily get up there and pitch or participate. We are choosing eight teams. We are across all verticals. So we canopy boulder really only invest in ancillary and hemp and cbd, but we are opening this up to everybody. So license, Oh, so
2: plant touching, yep. Plant touching companies included. Okay.
1: Everybody. Yep. And to be honest with you, I think we're gonna wait and see kind of what we get. So I'm I'm very curious to see what. What's going on in New York? We yeah. get a we get a wide variety of kind of levels of you know stages of growth when we get applications for our program. Um, and I'm not really sure what we're gonna get for New York. And so our we've left purposefully left our agenda a little bit open, a little mm-hmm. bit room for movement in order to be responsive to what the needs are of the companies. But, you know, we're looking for companies with good ideas, good teams. You know, team is really the thing we think that indicates the best potential for a startup. Yeah. So good teams, good ideas, you know, innovative ideas. But we're not going to be super picky since this is more about education than sort of return on investment for
2: us. Yeah, I'm curious when you, when you look at teams, you know, either for this program or in general entrepreneurs, are you finding... I guess, how much are you looking for or do you see, you know, kind of cannabis specific kind of knowledge, experience, insight? versus kind of other industry domain specific yeah. industry insight, you know, and pivoting or applying it to cannabis. I mean, where do you see your most interesting opportunities or how do you kind of grade, evaluate, filter some of the sure. some of the companies coming into you?
1: Yeah, I mean we like teams that have experience and that means experience in any part of what they're doing. So because we invest in ancillary businesses, that often ends up being less about the cannabis knowledge and yeah. more about whatever it is that they're doing. So yeah. if they're building building a software platform, have they built a software platform before? That's kind of the question. Obviously, an understanding of the industry is like an extra, extra, extra plus. So we have one team from our last cohort, a company called Sticky Leaf. And he essentially, he's a software developer. He was with Yammer once upon a time. Mm -hmm. And he sort of started a dispensary and was doing his own cannabis business and realized he didn't have what he needed and what Sticky Leaf grew out of. So we do see a lot of times our companies kind of, they've maybe had a sort of traditional background and they've dabbled in cannabis and they've kind of married those things together and have created something specifically for cannabis.
2: Yeah, it's fascinating, just all these kind of pivots into the cannabis space, I mean, part because, I mean, the space needs, you know, you need accountants, you need lawyers, you need software engineers. I mean, you need all these domains, but people pivoting out of, you know, non-cannabis industries or non-cannabis applications into the space. Is there anything that you've seen around people that are more or less successful in making that switch or or the issues that come up? And maybe I'll seed it a little bit. Like, I I deal a lot with um, companies that end up pulling people out of pharmaceutical. uh, Mm -hmm. and, And like, I have found that is not always successful. yeah. <laughs> and I'm curious if you see some of these things of what you notice around kind of people that pivot into the space and what makes it work and what makes it doesn't, what makes it a problem.
1: It's very interesting because there are a lot of cannabis people that don't succeed necessarily just because of their experience in cannabis, right? Because if you're building a piece of technology, it doesn't really matter if you've been a cultivator for forever, yeah. right? Because you're not cultivating. Um, and so that's, that's an important piece. However, I will say cannabis is interesting, right? I mean, valuations are lower than in, in a comparable business that's not touching cannabis. So that's a big piece of it. So we see people all the time who value their companies way higher than they should. Um, and then they don't get investment because of that. You know, the other piece is all of these weird little tiny, regulations and small <laughs> yeah. things that if you don't know about can totally throw a wrench in what you're doing. And yeah. so that's a, that is a huge part of why people come to us. So people come to us either because they know a lot about cannabis and they want to learn more about business or they know a lot about business, but they don't know anything about cannabis.
2: Oh yeah. Perfect. And
1: so, you know, I, I meet tons of like lawyers and consultants and accountants that want to move into the space, and that's awesome. We definitely need those people. I think my suggestion would be really delve into the industry. You know, really try to understand what it is that's going on. There's tons of good resources out there. There's a great podcasts like this one. Yeah. Where you can really sort of become an expert. And luckily, this industry has only been around for a few years, yeah. realistically, there's not that much to learn, right? Yeah. You just kind of have to spend a little bit of time, you know, understanding what advertising restrictions look like and what 280E means yeah. and all of that stuff in order to be able to sort of speak intelligently, I think.
2: Yeah, the other one I notice is, um, you know, just culturally, uh, I mean, some of it's the sort of the the cannabis culture historically, uh, and then just where the industry is as a very early industry, you know, people people coming out of well-developed, highly structured industries and coming into cannabis and expecting certain things <laughs> to happen in certain mm-hmm. ways and then kind of getting shocked when uh when it doesn't um, mm-hmm. i think that's the other thing that i find it's like you, you kind of have to go through this cultural um transition um to function well in the current cannabis world and it's changing i mean uh you know the 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 conferences now I mean uh, you know MJBiz last year was you know what is 28,000 people or something like that and and it was people in suits and you know people in uh, Birkenstocks and people you know it was a whole mix of, oh. of folks so I think navigating that is has been part of the interesting thing when I work with companies Absolutely. that are going through transitions so I yeah.
1: think you know the company I worked for before which was uh, you know working with cultivators we would go to these big trade shows and we you know a lot of the sales people that they had hired were maybe from traditional industry and you know we always had to make a point you know you cannot judge who a person is or how big their cultivation facility is based on what they look like Like, you just can't you know because they might be in a suit and have nothing going on and they might have dreadlocks down to their ankles and have you know 15 million dollar facility right like it really is kind of hard and that's what i love about the space that's what i love about cannabis i feel like it is an opportunity to build something new and be sort of get rid of a lot of these like old ways of thinking and, you know, New York is one of the states that's already sort of starting to talk about social equity and making sure that as we build this yeah. industry out, it is not only inclusive, which is great, but it's also sort of participating in restorative justice, right? Yeah, exactly. it's, it's participating in righting a lot of the wrongs that that have happened to specific communities. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a really important conversation. And that's a conversation you don't really get to have in industry that has been established for yeah. decades and decades and decades. So yeah,
2: yeah. No. I agree. Yeah, that's what makes it that the industry fascinating. And that's very much what happened to me probably about two or three years ago, where I, as a coach, I started picking up some cannabis companies. And, and I just got fascinated, you know, not only about what the businesses they were building, but this whole industry and, and how the dynamics work. And I mean, from a strategy point of view, it's both daunting and incredibly exciting to look at, you know, all the potential outcomes of regulation, of industry development, of the markets. So, I, you know, that's why I started the podcast originally was just to get to dive deep into the various facets to talk to the experts and build you know, build a knowledge base. So I think that, I think your advice there of, of just learning, absorbing as much as you can mm-hmm. and developing your network and yeah, check all of your assumptions at the door
0: <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, kind of
2: coming into this space. Uh, and then, uh, and and, and, and building a good, uh, a good understanding, a good network is key.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing is some people feel like you really got to kind of earn your, earn your stripes. I mm-hmm. think sometimes I think that's, changing definitely but there's definitely still places where i think if you go in you've never um you haven't been in 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 the industry people kind of i don't know people aren't as accepting just kind of bummer
2: yeah no it's part of the dynamic and part of what you need to navigate yeah um, if people want to find out more about the Jumpstart NYC, um, yeah. give us some details and I, I guess who should think about this. Wh- how do they find out more? Where do they go?
1: Yeah, so if you go to um, canopyboulder dot com backslash jumpstart dash NYC, mm-hmm. you will find all the information. That's the agenda, all the info about what, who our speakers are, all that great stuff. You know, we are still accepting applications from entrepreneurs through the end of the first week of September. So September okay. sixth. If you know you don't make that deadline or you're not ready to, the tickets are available and will be available until they sell out or until the day of the event. So that's through uh, September 28th. And so that all that information is on that page and people can check that out. You know, this event is really for anybody who wants to learn about the space and wants to learn about business in the space. So we are gonna be touching a little bit on what's going on in New York and a lot of that advocacy stuff, but really the point of this is about education around how do you build a successful business in a space. So anybody's interested in that area, just these people we were just talking about, the people who are trying to get in from traditional industries, so is a great way to meet the right people and sort of get your feet wet. Yeah. Um, those are the people I would encourage to check it out. We are also our applications for our next cohort, which starts in January are open as well. So you yeah. can, get all that information on our website if you're looking for a little influx $120,000 to get Mm -hmm. your business off the ground um, we got it so
2: awesome I'll make sure that those links are in the show notes and on the website so people can click through and get those so it's been a pleasure thank you so much for taking the time Um, I'm looking forward to being part of the event in here in New York so uh, I'll excited to see you there and all the other speakers and mentors and I really appreciate you taking some time to be on the podcast
1: awesome thank you so much Bruce appreciate it